Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for March 28th, 2023. Every morning on this podcast, I get to share the word of God with you. And many of you gather around live to watch this live and others watch it later. But nevertheless, whether you watch it live or later, there's an anointing on this ministry to be able to illuminate the word of God to you in a way that you can apply to your daily life. For over 25 years, I've been sharing today's word, and I ask this question every day, five days a week. So what does this mean to you today? So we're looking at the miracles of Jesus. We've been doing that all year. This is part 54 of the series. Yesterday, I introduced you to the net-breaking, boat-sinking load of fish. And uh, that was a tremendous miracle. And we're going to go back and look at that again today. The title of today's message is Redeemed from Toil to Sweatless Victory. Now, under, we're going to learn that under the curse, we have to learn earn everything by the sweat of our brow. We have to toil hard to get everything that we, and earn everything. But we're going to learn today that through Jesus Christ, we can be redeemed from that curse, from toil, and into sweatless victory. Put in the chat, I appreciate God for sweatless victory. Get ready to receive the word. All right, so I have a lot to cover in the miracle today. I want to get straight to it. Um, this is one of those things where I'm going on vacation on Friday, and so we'll, we'll be out of here, and I'm, I'm praying over what to share this week, uh, and I'm going to set some things up for you guys for while I'm on vacation. But anyway, this morning, I have a lot to cover, so I want to get straight to it. This is a scripture that we've been looking at all year, Psalms 126 and verse 4. Let me just briefly mention this. The Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Restore us to our former glory. Put in the chat, Lord, do it again. Do it again for me. Restore us to our former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. My prayer has been at our church, we're standing and believing that this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. And whatever area of your life went dry, like as you've been walking with God and, and COVID happened and the pandemic happened and people stopped going to church and, and you know, things just happen and, 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 you know, life happens. And sometimes areas of your life go dry. But in this season, we believe that the Lord is going to drench all of those dry areas again. I'm talking about a fresh infilling, fresh fire, fresh anointing. Say amen to that. If that's you, say, I receive it. Put in the chat, say, I receive it. All right. So we've been looking at, since yesterday, Luke chapter five, verses one through 11. Let me tell you the story and then we'll get into the teaching. So here's a quick recap. Simon, the fisherman. Simon is a fisherman. He, he has a fishing business a very successful fishing business. As a matter of fact, Simon, the fisherman who wound up being the first leader of the church, um, he was married. And so he was married. He had a business. He had all of that. He was cool. And one night he had fished all night long, him and, and his buddy, and two, two guys went out fishing all night long and they caught nothing. And they came back and they were like, man. So they're cleaning their nets and they're cleaning out, you know, all the seaweed out of the nets and all of that, getting ready to go home, go to sleep. Uh, after all of this toil and effort and had nothing to show for it. But then there was this man named Jesus who was going around doing miracles and this man was drawing crowds. And so when Jesus got to the seashore of Galilee, the Sea of Galilee, 
um, the crowd is there. So the crowd is behind him. The water is before him. Jesus looks over and sees two fishermen. He just so happened, I talked about yesterday, there's no such thing as luck. He just so happened to walk up to the one named Simon, Simon the fisherman, later known as Peter the apostle. And so he goes up to Simon and says, hey, listen, sir, um, I want to preach to these people. I want to be a little bit pulled away from the seashore. If it's okay with you, can you help me out? It's like, yeah. So he took his time. He had worked all night long, caught nothing. He was tired and ready to go home. He took his time, invested it into Jesus's ministry. He took his talent. He positioned that boat so that Jesus could preach a steady message from a water platform. And then he took his treasure because he took assets from his fishing business and contributed into Jesus's ministry. And so he took his time, his talent, his treasure. Put in the chat, say, I contribute my time, my talent, and my treasure into the kingdom. I, I'm supposed to do all of this for the glory of God. So Peter submitted and, and, and sold his time, his talent, his treasure, Peter, but then known as Simon, into Jesus's ministry. And Jesus preached. And as he preached, of course, Simon heard it. And when he was done, Simon brings him back to the seashore. When he gets out of the boat, Simon didn't know it, but, but he had just tapped into a biblical principle. And the biblical principle is this principle of sowing and reaping. In the kingdom of God, you will reap whatever you sow. So if you, if you sow love, you will reap love. If you sow friendships, uh, you know, you're friendly, you're going to reap friends, right? You sow mercy, people will be merciful unto you. You sow money, then money will abound in your life. Whatever you sow, that shall you also reap. Well, he sowed from his fishing business. And so Jesus is there saying, well, I'm not going to let God will never be in debt to you. So I'm not going to let the Lord, my father, who's the Lord of the harvest, he wants you to reap a harvest on every seed sown. Since you just took your time and your talent and your treasure from your fishing business and sowed it into my ministry, it's only right that you reap a harvest from your fishing business, right? And so so put this in the chat. Say, I live by sowing and reaping. Like I'm in corporate America uh, uh, and everyone in corporate America is pretty much in sales, but I'm not, I'm not living by, by buying and selling. I'm living by sowing and reaping. My whole life is a seed. And so whatever I do, I'm sowing seed on a daily basis and I'm living in the kingdom of God off of this system of sowing and reaping and I will reap whatever I sow. If you don't like the harvest that you're sowing, I mean, the, the harvest that you're reaping, you have to check the seed that you're sowing because the whole kingdom of God functions on sowing and reaping, uh, cause and effect, and the free will of humans. And so he says to this fisherman, hey, you sowed into my ministry. It's only right that you reap a harvest. Go out there and let down your nets, plural, for catch. And Simon was like, no, like, you know, he almost talked himself out of the blessing. He was like, listen, you're the preacher man. I'm the fisherman. Uh, you know about preaching. I know about fishing. I've been fishing all night long. I caught nothing. I toiled all night long. I caught nothing. It was fruitless. Now was not a good time to fish. Not only that, the sun is out now. And so you want me to just throw, if I throw a net into the water now, the fish are going to see it. It doesn't work that way. But then it was like something in his heart said, no, 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 listen to this man. But he said this, he said, nevertheless, at thy word, I will do it. Just because you said so, I'm going to do it. And so he went out, he throws the fish, in, uh, the net into the water. And as soon as he throws the net into the water, all of a sudden, supernaturally, fish start jumping into the net. 
<laughs> this is a picture of when your business is in covenant with God, how, how it can be. So anyway, the fish start jumping into the net to where, to the point where the, where the net was breaking and the boat was sinking. He had to call for his partners and they came and they grabbed it and then boats began to sink and they bring back, this is the biggest haul of fish that they had ever seen in their lives. And, and at that moment, Simon, the fisherman knew that it was a miracle. It was definitely a miracle from God. So he runs down and falls at Jesus's feet and worships him. And Jesus basically told Simon and his friends, if you guys follow me, I will make you fishers of men. So what does this mean to you today? I have a lot to share with you in this morning. I'm talking about sweatless victory. I'm talking about the difference between toil and having to earn everything by the sweat of your brow versus walking by the grace of God, knowing that God is my source. Put in the chat, say God is my source. All right, so let's get into it. I have six things. Here's number one. Here we go. Adam did not toil before the fall. I want to paint a picture for you. Adam did not toil before the fall. There's, there's these rules of biblical interpretation. And one of the rules is the law of first mention, meaning that if you ever want to know what God originally intended about anything, you go to where it is first mentioned in the Bible. And so, because the first mention is the original intent. So let's look at the original intent of man. While Adam was in the garden of Eden, original intent, law first mentioned, this is what God originally intended. He did not rely on human effort at all. Everything that he had came from God. Everything that he did was led by the Holy Spirit. He, God gave him a tremendous position. He didn't earn it. it. It just came by the grace of God. Put in the chat, say, is the grace of God. Say, is the grace life. He didn't earn it. It was the grace of God. God gave him uh, the power. He said, I'm giving you power, kingdom, dominion, power, and authority over this planet. Basically, I'm giving you this planet. You are to rule it, govern it, dominate it, exercise authority over it. And he would just get, and then from a provision perspective, I'm going to make sure that you, you have everything you need. You would never lack anything. You have this whole garden of Eden that's fed with four streams. It was a, like a forest, really, because you got four different rivers feeding this thing to make sure that it was always fed. There was an underground irrigation system that God set up. I mean, like he had to do nothing. It was just all given to him. He had position. He had the position. He was in charge. He had power. God had bestowed power upon him. He had kingdom, dominion, power, and authority. He had provision. Everything that he needed was already provided. And then when he noticed that the animals had partners and he didn't have a partner, God gave him a partner too. So he had the position. He had the power. He had provision. He had partnership. He had all of that. And then God gave him one parameter, say parameter, because having power without parameters is dangerous. Dangerous. God gave him one parameter and that parameter was, hey, don't eat from this particular tree, because if you eat from this particular tree, on that day, you shall surely die. So when you look at the original intent, Adam had all of this. Adam had no toil. Say no toil. He was not sweating for anything. Everything was given to him by the grace of God. Say it's the grace of God. You got it? All right. Number two, toil is part of the curse. So let's explain it. So when he was given that one parameter... You can't eat from this particular tree. We know what happened. She ate. She gave it to him. He ate. And when he ate, the eyes of both of them were open. God had said, God said, hey, the day that you eat thereof, thou shalt surely die. Well, they didn't die physically. They died spiritually. The Holy Spirit was removed. Their eyes were open. They realized that they were naked. They sewed fig leaves together. Prior to that, the last verse of Genesis chapter two says the man and his wife were naked and they were not ashamed. They were so Holy Ghost conscious. They were spirit conscious to the point they didn't even realize they were naked. They were clothed with the glory of God. But when they sinned, the Holy Spirit was removed and they're like, oh my God. And now they were resigned to living their lives as mere men. 
Put in the chat, say, I am not a mere man. I'm not a mere Why? Because I'm born again. I'm, I'm going somewhere. I'm building my case. Now, when, when they sinned, boom, the Holy Spirit left, and now they're mere men, and now here comes the judgment. And so God comes and gives them this judgment. What's the judgment? He curses the serpent, the woman, and the man. So what was the curse for the man? Hey, Adam, prior to this point, everything was given to you for free. It was grace. From now on, you're going to have to earn everything by the sweat of your brow. From now on, this is a curse. You have to earn everything by the sweat of your brow, right? Say, that's a curse. That's part of the curse. So when he was in the garden, everything was just freely given to him. Everything was already provided. Everything was already done. It was the grace of God. But when he was kicked out of the garden, he had to earn everything by the sweat of his brow. Say, that's the curse. I'm building my case. Number three, Jesus redeemed us from every curse. <laughs> so Jesus even Jesus came to get us out of the mess that Adam got us into. So if you understand what it was like before the fall, beautiful. Everything was given to It was the grace of God. Then boom, they get kicked out and now they have to work for everything. Now they have to earn everything. Now they have, oh man, that's a different life. That's a different lifestyle. And we were born under that lifestyle. But Jesus came to get us out of everything that Adam got us into. Glory to God. And so Jesus came, watch this. Now when Jesus came, he restored the Holy Spirit. So now I'm not a mere man. I can be led by the Holy Spirit and get back over into the grace life. All right, so watch this. Jesus comes, he redeems us. What and his and as he's walking with this with Simon the fisherman, it's almost like Jesus was introducing a new kingdom and a new way of doing things. And he was, and it was really going back to the grace of God. He was like, Well, Simon, you worked all night long. You didn't catch anything. All of your human effort was fruitless. The King James Version uh, uh, in Luke chapter 5 says that. Peter said, I toiled all night long. So he toiled, sweat of the brow, all night long, and all of his human effort was fruitless. It, he had nothing to show for it. But then he sows into Jesus's ministry, and Jesus is like, oh, okay, well, you, you switched from buying and selling to sowing and reaping. You sowed into my ministry, so now I need to, my father's the Lord of the harvest. We're going to see to it that you reap a harvest on this seed that you sown. And so this is a glimpse of the grace life. This is a glimpse of how God can just provide for you supernaturally. So he says, hey, listen, just throw your net in the water and watch what happens. Watch the grace of God do what, watch the grace of God do what human effort could not do. Come on. Once the grace of God is on you and in you and with you and for you, and once you're sowing seed into the kingdom of God, once you are giving God your best and you're doing all that he tells you to do, even when it's a sacrificial thing and you are making human sacrifices for the kingdom of God and for his kingdom plans and purposes, come on now, and you are sacrificially giving into the kingdom to advance his ministry. Come on, there's nothing that God won't do for you and it's the grace of God. So he says, listen, you just throw your net out there and watch what happens. He throws the net out there and there was a net breaking, boat sinking load of fish that came. And this was the, the largest load that he ever got. And this revolutionized his fishing business. This came from the fishing business so much so he knew it was a miracle. He knew that it was from God. He fell down at Jesus's feet. Here's my point. Once you're born again, God has to teach you that he is your source. Once you're born again, he has to teach you to, that you don't have to just rely on human power, human ability, human strength. 
once once you're born again, God has to teach you that that good government job is not your source. God is your source. Put in the chat, say, God is my source. Once you're born again, God has to teach you that you don't have to work to earn everything by the by the sweat of your brow. You don't have to. You're, now, I'm not saying I'm going to teach you. God is not saying be lazy. No, 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 no. But but I'm not relying on human effort alone. Put in the chat. I do not rely on human effort alone. God is my source. I'm not earning everything. There's a bunch of things that God gives me by his unearned grace. Grace is unearned. Grace is unmerited. Grace is undeserved. So I'm going from like in this world, you know how they, they say in this world, hey, in this world, nobody give you anything. Like, you know, here you got to work for every everything that you get. Uh, like you got, you got to, if you want something, you have to go get it. You have to work for everything that you get. You have to work hard for everything that you get. I'm all for working hard, but I'm talking about working hard by the grace of God. I don't earn everything I get. Now I work, I work by the grace of God, but there are things that God gives me by his unearned grace that far exceed the level of effort that I put in because God it's the grace of God. I, it's not just me. I'm walking with God and God is walking with me. So when I'm working, I'm not the only one that's working. Put that in the chat. Say, when I'm working, I'm not the only one that's working. God is working with me. So God is breathing on my projects, my proposals, my submissions. God is breathing on my presentations. God is breathing on me. And so I'm not the only one that's working. So yes, I earn some stuff, but I don't earn everything. God gives me sweatless victory because of his unearned grace. Say amen to that. Number four, working for provision and working for purpose are not the same thing. Now, I work hard, um, but I would venture to say that a good portion, a major portion of the work that I do every day, that I'm working hard, working hard, working hard, a lot of what I do on a daily basis, working hard, I don't get paid for. A lot of what I do, I'm doing it because God called me to do it. I'm doing it because it's the grace of God. I mean, there's, there's, I'm doing it for purpose. I'm not doing it for provision. And so, but then God sees to it that all my provision is met. Why? Because I'm working for purpose and not for provision. When you work for purpose, God will see to it that your provision is taken care of. When you are advancing his kingdom plans and purposes, put this in the chat, say, I lack nothing. God can get you the, to the point where you lack nothing. Going back to Adam in the Garden of Eden before the fall, he lacked nothing. Everything was provided to him and everything is already stored up for you. So everything that you need to become the man or the woman that God called you to be, everything that you need to be successful in this world, in your business, your career, your marriage, whatever, everything that you need has already been stored up for you. And as you're walking with God, being led by the Holy Spirit, you're still going to work. But when you're working by the grace of God, your body doesn't break down. You're not pulling your hair out. You're not stressed out. You sleep well at night. Why? Because it's the grace of God. You're doing it. But people, people tell me all the time, first of all, Rick, how do you do all the things that you do? Second of all, Rick, how do you make it look so easy? You know what? When you're doing something and people are baffled at how it looks so easy, you know why? It's the grace of God. It's not that it's easy. It's just that the grace of God is on you to do what God has called you to do. And so when, when you are operating by the grace of God, you do things that are very complex and difficult and hard, but you make it look easy because you're not the only one that's doing it. You are doing it with God and God is doing it with you. And so you know that God is your provision 
and you're, wor you're working in this world, but you're doing it for God's intended purpose. You tell God, you get up and you're like, God, I only want what you want for me. I only want to do what you want me to do. Father, lead me, guide me, direct me. If I'm not you know, even at work, I only want to do what you want me to do. And I'm going to do whatever you want me to do, even if sometimes I don't want to do it, even if sometimes it's sacrificial, even if sometimes you tell me, hey, I want you to take, I was offered this thing and I don't want it. But then God says, no, I need you to take it because I need you to do this thing. Whatever it is that God wants me to do, I'll do it. Why? Because I'm working for purpose. I'm not working for provision. God is my source. My job is not my source. God is my source. I'm working for purpose. I'm doing everything that God wants me to do while I'm in the land of the living because life is a vapor. You could be here today and gone today. So I'm, I'm going to maximize the short time that I have on this planet by doing what God has called me to do. Say amen to that. And when you're working for your purpose and you know that you're doing what you're doing for the glory of God in Jesus name, you know that your provision is already stored up. Watch this. Let me say this. And you can put this in the chat. Favor can do more in a minute than labor can do in a lifetime. Let me say that again. Favor can do more in a minute than labor can do in a lifetime. God can open one door for you and he can give you more provision in that moment than you could have had in 10 years worth of work. So, so you have to look to God as your source. Favor can do more in a minute than labor can do in a lifetime. Say amen to that. All right, number five, the sweat associated with human effort is part of the curse. The sweat associated with, I got to earn everything by the sweat of my brow, that's part of the curse. That's Genesis 3 and 19. That was part of the curse. So you can work hard, put in countless hours, but you shouldn't be doing it with human effort alone, and you shouldn't be doing it thinking that you're the only one that's doing it. Because if you just work by human effort, you can experience what Simon experienced. You can put in human effort without God, and you can work 80-hour weeks and not have anything to show for it. You know I'm right. You can put in 80-hour weeks and have nothing to show for it when God is not part of it. But when God is part of it, you can work 40, 50, 60 hours, and you're not, your body's not breaking down, and God blesses you to get a lot more done than you would have ever gotten done without him. And so now you're doing it, but you're not doing it by sweat. You're doing it by grace. Put this in the chat. Say, I'm not working by sweat. I'm working by grace. Number six, last point for today. God did not call us to be lazy, but he also didn't call us to, to just rely on human effort. Put in the chat, say, I am not lazy. Now, one thing, one thing I, I, I'm going to tell you is that I'm not lazy. God is not out. God is not in the business of blessing lazy people, right? And so if you look at the people in the Bible that God used, uh, God used a lot of people mightily, but anybody that God used consistently was not lazy. You're not, you would be hard pressed to find somebody that was lazy, that was used by God in a mighty way. But here's my point. While I don't want you to be lazy, I also don't want you to rely on your human effort alone. Look at me, lean in for a minute. I'm gonna tell you something. Don't, I hope nobody else is around. You're not that smart. You're, you're just not. You're not that smart. You're not that good. Get over it. Like, get over it. And so when you rely on God, God can breathe on the work of your hands. Listen, I'm not the smartest. I'm not the tallest. I'm not the strongest. I'm not, I'm not a lot of things. But by the grace of God, I can do all things. So when I do something, I'm doing it, but it's not me doing it. It's the Father who lives in me. And so now, because I'm not relying on human effort alone, then I can get more done. I literally, on one of my OERs was out when I was in the Army. And uh, I got to the Pentagon 
And when I got, I, I had a bunch of different jobs in the army. But when I first got to the Pentagon, I was in a, in a, in a individual contributor role, right? So I didn't have any team or any department or nothing. But it was just me, one guy, and and I worked for a two star. And and then when we would go, we would have these Monday morning stand up meetings. Uh, that was a, uh, my peers were all pretty much colonels at that time, and so they would brief what their whole departments were doing, and I would just brief what I was doing, just me individual, what I was doing. And I would come into the Pentagon around eight, and I would leave the Pentagon before five every day because I had I had you know kids and all that stuff. And my boss would get on the other guys and be like, how can Rick get more done than your whole departments? This dude is getting more done than some of you guys, your whole departments. And then he was baffled that I, I didn't stay there to seven, eight o'clock at night like a lot of them did. And they were baffled. Like, how does this guy get it done? Because I'm not the one that's doing it. It's me. It's not just me. Like, I'm not saying you don't work. Of course you work. I'm not saying, you know, I would go home and still do more work or whatever. I'm not saying you don't put in the work. God is not blessing laziness. That's not what I'm saying. But when you know that God is on you, in you, with you, and for you, you're not the only one that's doing the work. So anyway, on my OER, they the guy literally wrote, I still have a copy of it. He said, Rick Pena gets more done in a day than most people get done in a week. He put that in paper on my OER. You know why? It's the grace of God. Now, of course, the person that wrote it didn't understand the grace of God, but I do. Listen, it's the grace of God. You can get more done in a day than people get done in a week. Why? Because it's the grace of God. He just threw that net out there and boom, the, the fish were jumping in it. You know what I'm saying? It's a net breaking, boat sinking load of fish. So when you walk with God and God walks with you, you can experience a level of success that's not effortless, but it can be sweatless. I'm not saying effortless. I'm not saying don't put in the effort. I'm not giving you a license to, to be lazy. Put, the, put in the chat. Grace is not a license for laziness. No, that's not what it is. But while I put in a certain level of effort, God multiplies my effort with the grace of God, and I get to experience God's best in every area of my life. I have nothing lacking, nothing missing, nothing broken. God breathes on everything that I, I put my hands on. If my name is on it, then God's name is on it, and it shall succeed. It's not effortless, but it shall be sweatless. Say amen to that. We'll close this message out with a declaration of faith. I'm going to pick it up from here tomorrow. I hope that you really enjoyed this. I was building my case. I want you to know that you can have sweatless victory. Put in the chat, sweatless victory is for me. Let's close this message out now. Speak this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I was born again. The moment I acknowledge your son, Jesus the Christ, as my Lord, your spirit now lives inside of me, and he is teaching me your ways. My spirit was changed instantly, but my soul is being changed daily. I'm learning to no longer rely on human effort alone. You are my source. So I transition from earning everything by the sweat of my brow into an area of sweatless victory. I work, but you bless the work of my hands to the point where I experience success without stress, struggle, or strain. I do all that I do to fulfill your purpose and for your glory. Living this way, my work is not effortless but it shall be sweatless. Greater 
is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow I'm going to have another one. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You get all my notes for free. Why not sign up? Get my notes. Get all uh, the notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Um, this is one of those messages. I just wanted, to, I had a lot to cover this morning. I wanted to teach you about sweatless victory. This is definitely possible. Right uh, in the chat, leave me some comments if this message was a blessing to you. And then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Have an amazing day. May you experience sweatless victory today. Talk to you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, we have several books and products on rickpina.co. These are products designed to help you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have apparel there that will help you represent the grace life. Thank you so much for being a blessing to us. And we pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you. 